Hi, and welcome to the really telling it like it is program. I'm Apostle uh, Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And this program is to provoke you to think the kingdom way, to provoke you to grow, to provoke you, to excite you, to ignite you, to realize who you are in the kingdom. And this is a program that does not fluff things up. It does not compromise. It just really is just raw. And I cannot have every person on this program, but I have my friend, Apostle Michael Fram on this program because he does not and will not compromise and he'll just throw it all out there and tell it like it is. So let's bring in Apostle Michael Fram. Yahoo! <laughs> what are you in Texas now? Yahoo! <laughs> I just keep forgetting to tell the people to push whatever button it is that you tell them to do it. You tell them. You you do it better than I do. All <laughs> right, folks, you know what to do. On the bottom of your screen, on Facebook, there is a share button. You hit that share button, and that will share this broadcast with others so that they may tune in. And it is my privilege and honor to be back with my dear friend, Dr. Baker, on this program I believe this is my sixth week in a row with uh, Dr. Baker. We Who's spent counting? I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm just having fun. You know, I just have fun. But um, I think the first five, we were talking about foundations and about discipleship. And uh, we kicked a few cows along the way. And I think we're going to start kicking some more. So fasten your seatbelts. But Doc asked me to kind of take my time with this topic. We're going to begin a new topic and we'll be on it for, I know, several, several broadcasts, several weeks. And I don't know how long I'm going to be with Doc. I think it's almost open-ended and indefinitely at this point. I think she has drafted me. But um, I want to begin today talking about the difference between the manifestation gift of prophecy and the ministry gift of a prophet. And if there's one thing that is really confusing, I mean, I am grateful. I am so grateful that we have, at least for a big segment of the church, we have accepted prophets as being for today. There's still many that don't think that prophets are for today, but there is a large segment of the body of Christ that does believe that prophets are for today. We've had a lot of teaching about prophets. We've had a lot of teaching about prophecy. But yet, with all of the teaching and the preaching that we have, which really goes back to about the mid-80s, where we really began to see and hear a lot of teaching and emphasis on prophecy and on prophets, we've got as much confusion today as we've ever had, despite all the teaching. And the reason for that is, number one, a lot of the teaching we've had has been really, really bad. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's been piss poor. It's just been God-awful teaching. 
And, you know, Papa Hagen, Dad Hagen, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagen Sr., he used to say that folks are ignorant about any given subject because of either no teaching or because of bad teaching. So let me just bring it into the natural for a moment. Say you've never been taught basic mathematics. If you've never been taught basic mathematics, you do not know that two plus two equals four. You're ignorant about basic mathematics because you've had no teaching. But suppose you've been taught that two plus two equals six. Now, two plus two does not equal six. Anybody that studied basic mathematics knows that two plus two does not equal six. We know two plus two equals four. But if you've been taught wrong, you're still ignorant about basic mathematics. And so it is in the kingdom. You could pick any subject in the kingdom. You could pick healing. You could pick, you know, prosperity. You could pick the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, faith, healing, anything you want, discipleship, any subject in the word of God. And if you have no teaching or poor teaching, either way, you're going to be ignorant. And so we have some people that have had no teaching. Then we've also had people that have had poor teaching. So we have a lot of folks that are ignorant. Secondly, we've got a lot of people that don't practice what they do according to the New Testament pattern. And if you have faulty paradigms that are exhibited before you and you don't see things done in biblical order, you are going to end up by believing error because of what's demonstrated in front of you. What you see, you end up believing. And what has come out of what we have called the prophetic movement is this. We've ended up with people that are codependent on men and women of God to hear a word from God rather than listening to the spirit of God who indwells them. We've raised up a, a whole bunch of codependent Christians that think they need to go get a word from a prophet. When Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of another, they will not follow. We've ended up, and, and I think some of it is because we believe our own hype. We believe our own press. You know, the Bible tells us not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but to think soberly or circumspectly. Some of us aren't thinking very sober. We're just not. We believe our hype. And, and, and you know, everybody markets themselves. And, you know, if the world has taught us anything. They taught us, well, you know, you have to have your branding. You, I, I'm telling you, the kingdom is not a multi-level marketing endeavor. You don't need branding. But they tell us, you know, all the, 
You got to develop your brand and put your brand. No, you don't. My brand is Jesus. My brand is the kingdom. My brand is the Holy Ghost. That's my brand. It, there is no Michael brand. There's no prophetic destiny brand. There's no Dr. Baker brand. There's no, you know, more than enough ministries brand. It's his brand. It, we are about his kingdom and about our father's business. And, and so we've got to get over our own hype if we're in leadership. And I don't want people looking to me to get a word. I know I blow people out of the water when I say that I spent 16 years of my life in ministry functioning as an Ascension gift prophet. Now I say that, and then I have people say, what's an Ascension gift prophet? I've never heard of that. And I'm like, dear Lord God, where have you been? Who have you been listening to? Okay, you know, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that when he, meaning Jesus, the head of the church, when he ascended up on high, he, meaning Jesus, the head of the church, he gave gifts unto men. The gifts that he gave unto men were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They're the gifts that Jesus gave to the church. One of those gifts is called a prophet, just like an apostle is one, a pastor is one, a teacher is one, an evangelist is one, but he gave them when he ascended up on high. This is after the crucifixion, it's after the resurrection, it's after he appeared to some 500 witnesses. After those things, he ascended. So when he ascended is when he gave these gifts, not before, after. When he ascended, he gave. And so when I say I functioned as an ascension gift prophet, I'm saying that I was functioning as a prophet, which was one of the gifts that the head of the church gave when he ascended. That's what I mean by an ascension gift prophet. Now, when I tell people I functioned as an ascension gift prophet for 16 years, I tell them my goal was never to give prophetic words. And people say, what? That wasn't your goal. You were a prophet. Didn't you prophesy? Of course I prophesied. But it wasn't my goal to give prophetic words. My goal was to teach the body of Christ that they could hear God for themselves. My goal was to teach the proper operation of the manifestation gifts of the Spirit within the local assembly. Because, you know, the Bible says that everything should be done decently and in order. And there's so much that we see that is not decent and in order. There are New Testament biblical protocols for how these things are supposed to be made manifest within 
the local assembly or within the local church. And so, yes, I did give prophetic words as a prophet, but that was not my goal, nor was it really my function to give prophetic words. Because you have to realize that a prophet, along with the ascension gift of the apostle, are foundational gifts. Ephesians tells us that the church is built on the foundation of apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So that means that if the apostle and the prophet aren't tied to and lined up with the cornerstone, who is Christ, you're going to have a faulty foundation and things are going to be out of order. Now, if you don't have a good foundation underneath your building, you're going to have a building that's going to fall. And so as an ascension gift prophet, my goal was not to only operate in the manifestation gift of prophecy. Say, all right, Mike, you just lost me. All right, let me see if I can help you out a little bit and break this down. Before I go into beginning to define these things, let me read a quote for you that I use this quote all the time. This is not a Michael quote. This quote came from a prophet named Graham Cook, who I greatly respect and admire. And Graham Cook wrote a book called Developing Your Prophetic Gifting. That is one of the best that I have ever read. But he makes this particular statement in the very beginning of this I book. agree. And this is the foundation of this difference. Are you ready? I want you to listen. He said, knowing that all spirit-filled Christians can prophesy does not make everyone who does a prophet. We could just camp right there. Knowing every spirit-filled Christian can prophesy does not make every spirit-filled Christian who prophesies a prophet. Now, that is one of the biggest confusions that we have right now. People do not understand the difference between the manifestation gift of prophecy and the ministry gift of a prophet. And I will go more detail into this. But let me continue with Graham's quote. He says, there are various levels and stages of prophetic anointing, beginning with the shallow end of basic prophecy. Now, if anybody has ever read any of Kenneth Hagin's material about prophecy and prophets, and he wrote some great stuff, I had the privilege and honor to sit at Dad Hagen's feet for two years at Rama back in the 80s. And Dad Hagen called this the simple gift of prophecy. That's how Dad Hagen referred to it. Graham Cook calls it the shallow end of basic prophecy. This is where you start if you have prophetic gifting. 
This is where you start. He's saying there's various levels and stages of prophetic anointing beginning with the shallow end of basic prophecy. And he describes it, encouragement, edification, and comfort. For those of you that are Bible scholars, you know he just quoted 1 Corinthians 14, 3. We speak unto men, King James Version, for edification, exhortation, and comfort. That is the shallow end of basic prophecy. That is the simple gift of prophecy. Everybody starts in the same place. You don't start in mathematics and algebra. You start in mathematics with basic addition. The two plus two equals four. You start in prophecy with that shallow end, edification, exhortation, and comfort. You do not start in prophecy as a prophet. No, it just does not work that way. I, I hear these people, well, I've been prophesying for two years. Now I'm a prophet. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are sincere. You may be sincere, but you're sincerely deceived and sincerely wrong. Now, you may be called to be a prophet, and you may be beginning your prophetic journey, and you may be beginning in the simple gift or the shallow gift of prophecy where you speak unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort, but that does not make you a prophet. And this has been one of the greatest errors and problems that we see today. We think everybody who prophesies is a prophet. Not so. Let me continue with Graham's quote. He said, however, moving through the levels of prophetic ministry to the office of a prophet. Say, what's the office of a prophet? That is the ministry gift. That's the ascension gift of prophet. That's the prophet that Jesus gave when he ascended up on high. That Some people call it the fivefold ministry. Whichever term you like, that's what he's talking about. He's saying moving through the levels. Remember he said there's levels, there's stages of prophetic anointing or prophetic gifting you start over here in the shallow end. Little babies don't start in the in the nine-foot deep end where the diving board is. Babies start in a little kiddie pool where it's where it's two feet deep and they can sit down and not be over their head and drown. And you got people that are trying to dive in to where it's over their head where they have to swim in it. Even the Bible says, I looked and I measured. From the water that came out from under the throne of God. And lo, it was ankle deep. And then I measured again. And it was up to my loins. And then I measured again. And it was up to my waist. And then finally it was over my head where I had to swim. And we've got people that are trying to jump in where you're swimming. And they've never been where it's ankle deep yet. Folks, it just don't work that way in the kingdom. You've got to progress. And so Graham is stressing for us 
that to go from the shallow end to the office of the prophet or the ascension gift of a prophet, he says it requires considerable training, experience, and development over a great many years. Notice he didn't say in a couple of years. Notice he didn't say in a few years or a year or a couple of months or a couple of weeks. This seasoned man of God said considerable training. Well, I don't need to get trained. I don't, I just need the Holy Ghost. That's all I need. He inspires me. I don't need any training. Uh, wrong. I'm always amazed that people say, well, you know, I read in the Bible where it says the anointing teaches me, so I don't need any teachers. Well, you ignoramus, you don't even have enough sense to get it out of the rain. If you didn't need teachers, why did God put an ascension gift in the church called the teacher if you didn't need any teachers? Duh. I mean, that's duh with a capital D. I just have to wonder about folks sometimes. And so he said considerable training, experience, and development over a great many, M-A-N-Y, that means more than one, two, or three, many years. Ready for the real kicker? On average, on average, it takes approximately 15 to 20 years to make a profit, depending upon the training, discipling, and mentoring one has received in that time. Oh, my God. He just said all kinds of Christian cuss words. He said training. He said discipling. He said mentoring. He said 15 to 20 years. You mean to tell me? I got to go through a process that may be 15 to 20 years long before I get to the place that I can function as a prophet? Maybe. He said, depending upon the training, discipling, and mentoring one has received. Well, I don't need anybody to train me. It's going to take you a long time. Because there are going to be lessons that you need to learn that you are not going to learn if you don't submit to some training. And see, we all want to get activated. Oh, let's just get activated in the gifts. And you ain't got no training. You've not been mentored. You've not been discipled. You're not ready to be a prophet. Just because you can give a prophetic word. Giving a prophetic word is easy. A baby Christian can give a prophetic word. Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You don't have to be a mature believer to prophesy, but you are sure going to be a mature believer if you are called to be an ascension gift prophet. A baby, you can all prophesy one by one, but you can't all be prophets. Oh. Notice, you know, when you read that text, in, in, in Ephesians, he said, and he gave some 
as apostles. He gave some as prophets. Some doesn't mean all. He gave some, not all, as prophets. But yet, he said, you can all prophesy. Now, there's a difference between all prophesying and some are prophets. Don't you think? Uh, I just want to throw this in there. I, I was raising my hand. Uh, <laughs> no, let's pray. You know, uh, it takes, you're talking about all these years. It takes that to build character and integrity. I know you'll get to that eventually, but I just had to throw that in there. This is, this is powerful. Oh, absolutely. Without character and believe me, I can tell you stories of things that God made me go through. Even one of my daughters she said to me one time, she was in her process to being a prophet. And she said, do I have to go through this? I said, no, nope, you don't have to. But you'll never fulfill the call of God on your life if you don't. And she said, oh, shoot, that means I got to do it. And that's absolutely the truth. There is stuff on the road to your place, if you're called to be a prophet, there is stuff you are going to go through that you are not going to like. But I want you to notice, he said, depending, if you've had good training and good discipling and good mentoring, you can shorten the process. But if you didn't, you're going to lengthen the process. You know, the children of Israel... They had a journey to a promised land. They had a destination that was about 11 days. That took them 40 years because they didn't learn what they were supposed to learn in the process. And so we're going to get into this. Here's where we're going to go with this over the next several weeks. I'm giving you the coming attractions. We're going to go into the Greek word that's used for the manifestation gift of prophecy because there's a particular greek word that's used about manifestation i you notice i kept referring to the manifestation gift of prophecy and the ministry gift of prophet because those greek words are different the word for manifestation is one Greek word, and the word for ministry is another Greek word. They're not even the same Greek words. We're going to break that down. We're going to talk about what prophecy does, what prophecy's purpose is, what its intention is, and we're going to talk about what a prophet does, what their purpose is, and what their intention is. So tune in next week when we really tell it like it is, and we'll start breaking that stuff down. Doc, you got 40 seconds, 30 seconds. <laughs> well, actually, you told me we had until uh, we had 30 minutes, so I was going, I was going to take Well, that you... was under the old system, but now that we're on, on the other broadcast, we got 28. 
Oh, okay, okay. Uh, this is uh, uh, Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor, along with Apostle Michael Fram. And we've been here really telling it like it is. And I pray that you have been provoked into change. We'll see you next week to hear what he has to say. Bye-bye.